0: Welcome to the Zion Experience podcast, episode eight. I'm joined today by Chuck Frank. Jim Shaw is out on a hike somewhere in Europe. Never really sure where, so we're mixing things up a little bit while he's out. So excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk through delivery and implementation. Uh, really important for us. We want to talk through some of the, the the key lessons that we've learned over the years. There's a lot of number five we're going to talk through um, just some Q and a casual conversation um, you know the, the top five lessons that we that we've kind of wanted to down do we had some back and forth on it are be prepared connect with the project team you can't test enough um, have the appropriate resources for both go live and testing and then ultimately align on contingency plans because as we all know something's going to go wrong um, so we want to be prepared when that event happens so what we're going to do is we'll talk through them. I'll let Chuck do some of the talking today. I'll do some of the talking, but we're going to start with the top two lessons, which are be prepared and um, connecting with the project team. So why don't you just give us some insight from your? Yeah, you know, awesome, Jordan. So
1: um, you know the the just, I'll just take them in the order that we just talked about. So as far as being prepared, you know the the I don't think you can prepare enough, and when you go through testing. If you do it long enough you kind of think well it's just testing we know how to do this right but but the but what you really need to do when we say engage the team is that there's so many team members that come into play you've got you've got a new system that's going in you've got uh new technologies you might have a new wms uh you've got new operators and leads and supervisors and just a new environment so the being prepared is really just starting with just just an education to that that extended team of like it's going to be okay we're, we're going to get through this and and, uh, but these are the things that we have to focus on. What, what is our plan and engage them, get them involved? We're going to have some great ideas, but being prepared is just what do we, what, what, what should we expect? How do we fulfill that first order? What do we look for um, when it comes to the technology as far as speeds and feeds? And there's going to be some little glitches along the way, some, some, some uh, guardrail hangups, and just, just sharing with the team. Th- these are things we're going to see and it's going to be okay. Um, but let's just prepare for it. Let's look for it. Let's write that down. at um, least just the testing. The testing is just give yourself enough time for the testing. Testing is depending upon the size of the system. Sometimes we put in there that we've got, you know, six to eight weeks of testing and people are like, whoa, that's just too much time. But but testing is just testing all aspects of the system. What 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 should go right? How is it going to work? Um, there's testing that we call contingency plans. Contingency plans are something will happen and when it happens, what are we going to do? If, uh, if we have a label applicator and that label applicator isn't applying labels, what, what do we need to do? How would we test through that? How do we make sure that we have a successful test? Maybe it's a manual backup, but there's just so many things as far as the, uh, the being prepared and the, in the testing element. Um, give yourself enough time, allocate the right amount of time, prepare the team, um, let them know that it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this, but it's going to take a little bit of time for for, for us to, to to go through that process.
0: Yeah, and I, mean, I think it all it all makes sense kind of hitting all the lessons there because it's just, you've done it for so long. And one of the things that I've learned, I've been in this now for about 10 years. Um, and one of the things that I've learned is no two opportunities are the same. They might look the same, they might feel the same. It can be the same customer, but every opportunity is gonna be a little bit unique. And that goes back to one of the key lessons of, Aligning with the project team, because when we talk about that, it's not just the internal project team. You're going to have facilities managers. You're going to have operations managers. You're going to have, you know, engineers. You're going to have launch teams, whatever it may be from the customer standpoint. You might be integrating a new technology. Um, You know, we're partnered with high robotics and high has a great implementation team. And we want to leverage that when we're implementing high systems, because inevitably you're going to you're going to test everything that you can. Something's going to come up to make you scratch your head. Could be an easy fix. It could be a hard fix. But when you've got all of the resources aligned on what they're doing on that big day, that go live day, you're set up for success to handle any issues that come up. And I think there's one topic, and I'll see if you can bring it up without me saying it because you kind of preach it. Is when it comes to um, go live and testing. There's something that you talk about quite a bit. You know what I'm talking about. You're setting me up for success, but I'm going to give you a hint. Real yeah. time. Communication, communication. Yeah. So yeah. how critical have you found communication?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's very important. And I think all of us in life regardless of the situation, we really want to eliminate surprises in our lives. And, and we certainly want to do that or, or mitigate them as best we can. And so we're, we're big believers on the real time communication and so for, for everybody. So when something's going really well, you know, it's, it's an, it's a great opportunity to share and accolades and pats on the back and things are, things are going well. But um, in most projects and when you go live, you're going to have those things that come up and, and things that you didn't expect. Most of the time, everything is, is fixable and you can solve everything. So the real time communication is just, again, that project team, that extended team is just to share with them. Hey, look, this is what's going on. This is a situation that we're in. Um, we're big believers in being um, coming with a, with a solution. Right. It's really easy to have a problem. It's really easy to point fingers. But. But coming together as a team that says, here's the solve. This is what we're doing. This is what we see. The delay is going to be. This is a this is a, a, a mild setback. But here's what we're going to do. And and we share that with our customers. Um, they like to hear that. They like to know that. They like to have the confidence that uh, it, it's going to happen. So that going back to being prepared, we've prepared them for it, right? It's going to happen. And um, and now we're seeing it and finding it. So just, just keep the lines of communication open and just share as often as you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think with the be prepared piece, you know, I'm, a, I'm the sales and solutions guy. I am not the detail planner kind of guy, but I have learned that when it comes to successful implementation and go live on any project, when we when we talk about being prepared, some of the things that, that we do is that we will have internal touch bases with our team going through, making sure, first off, everyone's aligned on the solution, what's being installed, the timing deliverables and who owns what, but also we will go in and we'll create some sort of process flow. Of what we're going to test, when we're going to test it. If something does go wrong, who does who does who do we call internally? Who does the external customer call? And how do we make sure that when those events arise, that we're prepared for it? So being prepared is not one of my skill sets. And that ties into your resource talent. Right. So you have to surround yourself with people that can not only lead, but can execute. And so one of the things that we do from a resource perspective is we want to make sure we've got very organized um Uh, open-minded people that can handle all these balls that are up in the air at once and not get, you know, uh, chaos and confused, right? We want people that can look at all of this and say, here's what we're going to do, create a game plan. Yes, we're there. We create tools. We want to help them, but we really look for project managers that know the customer, that know the solution, that know the technology. And furthermore, we also invest into our team with positions like robotic systems engineers so that when we are integrating a high system or something of that nature, we've got people on staff that understand the technology in and out. Right. And that's not that's not a cheap investment. You yeah. gotta make the investment. And I think that's proved to be very successful for us. Yeah, and,
1: and then you know, um, Zion, Zion has a life cycle. It's not that uh, you know, that that it's 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 not right, wrong, or indifferent. It's just the process that we follow and and through that process of Going through it, when we get to this phase of being prepared and testing, it's it's we have a commissioning document, and that commissioning document goes through, and um, it's a very comprehensive document. It goes back to the SOW, it goes back to the contractual agreements, it goes back to feeds and speeds of of what we said we need to do, and so it's a checklist, and we go through that checklist to make sure that we are prepared and that we've done our testing. Um, but the other thing that we do with our team is uh, you know kind of behind the scenes, we do a dry run. We take our project managers and and, uh, our entire team and and we have a PowerPoint deck that we go through and and we're we're talking about this process and what to expect. And part of that is, um, you know, we're big believers in that. We have an extended team as our customer expects for us to be an extended team. We expect for our business partners to also be part of that team. So when we have an in motion scale, we have a dimensioner, we have different technologies, we have print and apply. We look at that and say, hey, um, we want to have the right commissioning techs on site. Um, we want to make sure that when they're there and something comes up, that we have the right people to to get that um, taken care of, to get it back up and running, to, to make the fine-tune adjustments. What we found over the years is that when you don't have those technicians on site and you need them, it's sometimes two or three days right, to be able to get them there. And that's two or three days where, where everybody's kind of in a panic mode of, oh my gosh, we're losing this time. So... We um, we ask our team to make sure that we have them, have them on site, have them available. They're gonna be there for a day or three days or a week. So it's a huge commitment from our business partners, but it's just the expectation that we set to set our to set the entire team up for success. So that commissioning document's a really nice tool. And then we have uh we have a kind of a real-time visibility of our punch list items, right? We have punch list items that come up. So we use technology that allows for us to have a a living document where we put those punch list items in there and who's the owner and what's the expectation and when are we going to have it fixed and and then we monitor that on a on a real time basis and we give uh remote access to to extended teams to be able to, to to see and look at that as well so we try and do everything we can just to have that um, that visibility and to set the team up for success and a big part of it is just the the, the prep work that goes into it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think if we went back to testing for a minute and I can tell you when I started in this industry, listening to you and listening to others, it sounded like Chinese or Japanese. I didn't understand. There's so many acronyms in this industry and there's so many different technologies that over time you learn all of them and it's second nature. But when you think about our customers and why they use integrators, it's because we do understand them so well. But I don't know that we always give ourselves enough credit for the amount of knowledge we have on a broad spectrum. If you think about a traditional install, you may have racking and storage. And from a testing standpoint, there's no real testing there, but it still has to be delivered. You still have to get the right communication in. Sometimes you're in an existing facility and you've got to kind of plan around the operation, and it can create its own confusion. But then you get into, if you think about the different components that we'll have installed and what we'll need to test. we started inbound, you might have some fluid unloaders. It might be accumulating flexible loaders. It may not be, but they need to be tested. That's going to tie into some sort of conveyance where you may have a scanner or a scan tunnel. Well, that scanner is going to be set up to read a multitude of different barcodes or potentially a UPC. It's got to be test, tested. When it's tested, you got to make sure the <laughs> scanner can read what it needs to read. You got to make sure the software can tell you where it needs to go. Got to test that, right? You may have an inbound sorter and you've got diverts on it. Could be pop up wheel diverts, could be a narrow belt sorter, could be a sliding shoe sorter, whatever it is. You've got to test that, right? And then you get into your active picking and it could be pictolite, right? And if it's pictolite, you've got to test it. It could be a high robotic system. You got to test it. Um, and then as you go through it, it's like you got, so you got conveyance, you got sortation, you've got software, you've got controls, you've got wiring that, you know, something could happen with. You've got diverts, whether it be, you know, the different types of sortation, you've got narrow belt sorters, shoe sorters, tilt tray sorters, um, Bombay or Euro sort type sorters, uh, cross belt sorters, robotic sortation. A whole kind of category of there on its own. And then once again, all of that you can test it individually, but you also have to test the life cycle of the solution. The point to all this is when it comes to testing, if you don't write it down and you don't have a game plan, you're gonna get out there and you're gonna test things kind of independently. And then when you get some volume on it, there's gonna be some issues that happen. And at that point, it might be too late. Yeah, Cush might be in right. might be in peak season.
1: Well, I was thinking the same thing as it relates to the volume, the volume test, and so you know. As best we can, everybody, and, and a lot of the projects that we have have a non-peak peak situation. And that peak situation is that holiday time and 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 uh, you know six seven times what the normal is, right? And you can't really simulate peak, but we do the best that we can. And part of our testing program is try and simulate that, try and hold back product, try and back things up. Because the other thing that's critically important is that you're you're talking a lot about the technology, technology partners, the high, the robotics, the the panda we mentioned uh dimensioner the other thing that we uh have to rely on is 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 our customer and our customer's ability to have the right team and the right the right team that's been trained and the right team that knows what to do and what to look for And we're going to have situations where you know when during a peak season uh you're going to get backups and staffing is so critically important right making sure that if we're if we've got fluid load at the doctor that we have to have dedicated people there to make sure that they're keeping the product flowing and flowing into the truck and that we don't back up excuse me, faint little cough, that we don't back up um, and 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 stop the induct into a sorter and have research, what's called research gridlock. And when you do that, you back up into picking. And you know, so 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 the ripple effect associated with with staffing and not having the right staffing is is critically important. It's, it's crazy, you know, the number of calls that we might get it's like, hey, the system's not working and things aren't doing the way that working the way they need to. And we immediately look into that and we get into our our, uh, remote monitoring systems. And, and what we find out is that, Hey, we got a line full condition that's, that's been there for, you know, several minutes. And again, it's just education. It's just talking to the team. They're all, they're all solvable, but it's those kinds of things that in that pre-work that we talk about and put back onto our customer, the importance of like, Hey, have we done everything that we need to do to bring that team together to share with them what their role and responsibility is um and if they see something or something's not working or they're not sure it's okay to ask right and ask the question and and we'll address it and get it taken care of it's just you know it's just it's just all new it's a new environment and um it's they play an uh, equal part in the overall success of of the system going live
0: right? right and i think part of being prepared and having the right resources is once again if you think about stress testing which is what you were talking about earlier you need people to help you load those lines, right? Maybe it's internal, maybe it's external, but you also need the product mix. You need to pre erect some cases or totes. You need some labels applied. And we're doing an injustice to our customers if we spring that on them the day before saying, hey, I need a thousand boxes paid by tomorrow. They may not have the staff there yet to support that. So once again, there's so many critical elements along the way, the more you communicate, the more you have the right team, internal and external, the more you have the right alignment, The more that you're prepared, the better the test is going to be. And yes, you're going to have issues that pop up after the test in the live environment. But once again, if you did that, if you did that testing up front, you're going to mitigate the vast majority of those issues that you can see later. So I think from my perspective, if I was to sum up everything we just went through, some of the biggest things that I've learned through my time here is we mentioned those five key lessons, but really the most important thing is just having an organized approach with alignment and with the customer, right? It's just there's nothing more important than if some, if your customer comes to you and says, "When are we doing this?" You want your team to, be able to say, "On this date, at this time, with these people," and if you can do that, you're going to have a successful implementation. Yeah, and the other co- couple closing comments. The other thing that we find is
1: like you know, where's the best place to go when you have a go live, um, and and you're trying to figure out issues and, and and things that come up right and some people call it hospital some people call it resolution but that area where all of those 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 parcels and orders go that have an issue when you go spend time in there you find out a lot of things that tells the story. you know a box shows up with a uh, a short a unit that's short or maybe it's an overage and depending upon the, the configuration of the system that immediately allows you to go to where you need to go to to figure out okay well why was there a short what happened with that short um maybe it's systematic a, a, a lot of times it's just a person and the person thinks that you know hey this item should go here and they just uh, you got to kind of back up to the training of like hey that's i get why you think that but here's where it really needs to go and so the 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 issue is just finding out you know what it is and then addressing it and that team member fixes that and then you know your your shorts your shorts go away right so those, those just those lessons learned and, and using and hanging out in those places. And then, uh, you know, the kind of the last thing we talk about is contingency plans and contingency plans are, you know, w- what could happen? What could go wrong? If it goes wrong, what do we need to do? And it's more than just kind of a verbalization. In some cases, you know, it's a written process. It's a document that you just go through and you're like, hey, if this happens Here's what we need to do. Here's what we would do. Here's the team members that we would need to engage. And it's a backup plan of, hey, we'll be okay. You know, while we get that issue fixed, this is the maybe it's a manual process, maybe it's a manual walk around. Um, nothing wrong with that. So just think through all of those things that could happen. Um, let's not shut the system down. Let's not panic. Let's not. You know, oh, my gosh, let's say, hey, we got a contingency plan for that. Let's go ahead and put that into place as, as, and let the team work on, you know, the, 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 the situation or the issue that, that will get resolved. Um, and then finally is, is when you go through a peak season, we're big believers in having, you know, logs and a place where someone can can write something down. There's so many times that we'll, um, again, get a phone call that, that a divert's not working. Uh, it's not diverting the cartons. The cartons aren't going off right, right? And we're like, well, hmm, it's interesting because, again, we're looking at it, we're seeing it, we're getting a divert confirmation. Well, what it is is that there's a maybe a guardrail overlap, and that carton's getting hung up and it's rotating. When it rotates, it blocks the line full photo eye. So, but they, again, they're not sure why, but it's just the carton's stuck. It's getting hung up. So by having a log, what we ask the team to do is, like, go find out what happened. Oh, the carton got hung up. Looks like it's pinched. Looks like it rotated on the guardrail. And then uh, just by going to that log, we can visit that, and then we can quickly go and adjust that guardrail, and the situation's taken care of, right, and it's resolved. So having logs and encouraging the team, and sometimes encouragement for us is um, sometimes the team members are like, eh, I meant to write it down, but I didn't. Well, you know, something as simple as a little gift card, a skyline or wherever your preference is, you know, just, just saying thanks for writing that down. I really appreciate that. Uh, it, 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 it's worth it. And then that log also allows you to get through a peak season and identify the things that uh, really need some additional time spent to go through and fix. Um, and then know that, you know, the peak season sometimes when it comes once a year. So really addressing those things that come up, what bottlenecks you had, what situations you had, and then having a task came after peak season that goes and addresses those things, and then you try and simulate that peak as best you can, to again eliminate those for the next peak. So, <laughs> just a you know again communication, dialogue, logs, writing things down, knowing things are going, knowing that things are going to happen, but they're all real, and everyone should expect it. And they go live, and 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 that's just part of that whole testing and commissioning process.
0: Yeah. So I think you know that that's kind of. What we had today everybody and I, and I think once again to recap those five key lessons it, it's being prepared it's connecting with the project team which we talked through it's testing 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 um the internal and external resource talent that's required for both testing and go live and then lastly align on contingency plans will that be verbal will that be written whatever works for you find what works for you But at the end of the day, those five lessons are what we have found to be critical in any and all go lives, regardless of shape, size, or complexity. So that's all we had for today. Do you have anything else to say?
1: That's it. Hopefully, uh, you know, there's a little nugget in there for everybody and appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, until next time, thanks.